UPenn swimmer Leah Thomas becoming the first ever transgender athlete to win a Division I national championship. This week, the controversy of trans women competing in women's sports all hit the fan when Leah Thomas utterly smoked the competition in women's swimming. When I was growing up, one of the main values that was presented in these types of discussions was one of tolerance, acceptance, and equality. But in recent years, times have changed in that anyone who pushes back in the slightest with issues like this is instantly labeled and dismissed as a bigot and transphobic. So in this video, we're going to be looking at some of the obvious challenges posed to women's sports. What is a Christian response to all of this? And we're going to look at the NCAA requirements for trans athletes and their testosterone levels and if it really levels out the playing field. Bruce I got to give a clear uh, dis discretionary warning here. I believe that all people, regardless of their preferences, regardless of their choices, regardless of anything, should be treated with respect, dignity, not be attacked, not be threatened, not have their livelihood threatened. And I believe that it should be extended across the board, regardless on if you're a person of faith or if you aren't a person of faith and you choose to live uh, what we would call historically as an alternative lifestyle, quote unquote. So with having said that, one of my favorite quotes from Jesus, when they came and they accused him of something that seemingly wasn't good, wasn't helpful, is wisdom will be proven right by her children. Wisdom will be proven right by her children, meaning that how someone chooses to live will eventually be fleshed out and we could all as a collective see on whether or not certain ideologies expressed to their logical conclusion are helpful or harmful for human flourishing on a macro level. And that, I think, is what a lot of people are looking to get at when we're having these discussions. There's this tension of equality and wanting people to be treated with dignity and wanting to honor people regardless of where they're coming from versus objective truth, morality, so on and so forth. And it's a tough place for us to be in as Christians. So I'm going to be looking at a passage of scripture towards the end of this video. This video is not intended to uh, dunk on Leah Thomas or anything like that. This video is for us to simply explore the logical conclusions of how these things are played out. Is women's sports at jeopardy? Where do we go from here? And so much more. So make sure you watch till the end of this video because I think you'll find a ton of value. I was curious about what this consensus about biologically born males uh, competing in women's sports is from those folks who are outside of the faith community. Joe Rogan's been outspoken about this for a while, and there's other creators like Abba and Preach and Jamari who had some interesting views so check this out if you want to change to a man if you want to change to a woman if you want to change your sex i really don't care but this issue i'm talking about today goes far beyond that this is no longer about transgender equality but it's actually about devolving another group of people's rights i don't understand the point of having female sports if it's not going to be for females it's not about your gender expression sports i always say it's a matter of your biology it's not about what you identify as it's what your biology is about a year ago i was having trouble losing weight and my trainer encouraged me to go get some blood work done and test my testosterone a healthy range for a male's testosterone is 270 to 1070 nanograms per deciliter 
Mine's was around 800, which means despite me having trouble losing weight, it had more to do with those flourless cocoa cookies than my testosterone levels. The average woman's natural testosterone is between 15 to 70 nanograms per deciliter. Now the requirement for trans women is in a different measurement. A trans woman is not supposed to have more than five nanomoles per liter. Now, if we're gonna use that number and convert it, it brings us to 144 nanograms per deciliter. And remember, a woman's is 15 to 70, which means a trans woman's testosterone is at least double that of a biologically born woman on a higher end of the spectrum. So then why doesn't the NCAA lower the requirements to be that within a biologically born woman? Because if a man were to lower his testosterone under 70, it could come with some serious health ramifications, ranging everything from depression to troubled thinking all the way to osteoporosis. Osteoporosis makes your bones extremely brittle and prone to injury. Now you might be thinking, if she had such a huge advantage, why did she only win by a couple of seconds? Pushed over the first 350 meters. Thomas wins the NCAA championship and in a very close first second. Well, here's what trans athlete Caitlyn Jenner had to say. I think she was probably taking it very easy in the race because she knew the world was watching and uh, she's just going to go fast enough to be able to win the race. That hypothesis becomes significantly more credible after seeing this. We should be looking at this through not just one of equality, but equality not diminishing equality or the fight for equality not taking away something from actual women competing in these types of situations that have trained their entire life and then somebody that was ranked 490th all of a sudden becomes ranked number one within a time span of a year. That should say a whole lot, but let's, let's dig below the surface a little bit. What does this mean? How does this practically play out? What do the scriptures say with regards to this? Well, I want to point to a passage that most people aren't big fans of because it talks about some gnarly stuff. And this is Romans chapter 1, verse 18. The truth of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wicked people who suppose who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. So this is talking talking about the natural law or the common grace. There's uh, this idea from Aquinas that there's an eternal law that's in the mind of God. There's the divine law, which we get from Scripture, Old and New Testament. And then there's the natural law, which is common sense when you just look at nature. Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor give thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, birds and animals and reptiles. This is talking about idol worship in their time, literal idols. I think in our time, we would probably elevate sex up there to the status of a God. These ideas to the status of a God, right? The idea of a, of a, of a truly egalitarian society to the status of a God. Um, therefore, God gave them over 
in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural relations for natural ones in the same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received themselves the due penalty of their error. Uh, furthermore, just as they did not uh, think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed. Although they know God's righteous decrees, why? Because it's written on our hearts. The law of God is written on our hearts. They not only continue to do things, these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So that's Romans chapter one. You take that up with Paul, but I think it's pretty obvious what's happening here is if we're looking at a society and we see certain things that are designed to function in nature, we see certain things as created for ultimate uh, human flourishing. And then those things keep getting uh, chipped and chipped away. Very simple one. Hey, a child should have a mother and a father. Ideally, their biological mother and a biological father. This is ideal for creating a child in a loving, flourishing home to have a balance of both masculinity and femininity, to have a balance of both discipline and grace, to have a balance of these things. Now we're in a society where objective truth is being chipped away and natural law is being suppressed and ignored for the sake of the ultimate personal fulfillment or the ultimate authentic self or the ultimate happiness and my personal views are to be respected by the outside world. And again, the tension here is people are image bearers of God and people, regardless of their choices, should be treated with dignity, honor, and respect. However, where this becomes problematic is when now these ideas start infiltrating how other people are being impacted in the public sphere. If you are not a Christian, I implore you to surrender your life to Jesus, repent of your sin, and follow him. I promise you that is ultimately what is best for your flourishing, for your eternity, for your time here on earth. That is what's ideal for you. However, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I don't uh, 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 suppose that all my values and what I believe is right or wrong should be pressed upon you to live my way. You're not a follower of Jesus. This is per 1 Corinthians chapter 5. But that doesn't negate the fact that there's a natural order and an objective reality that God has designed the world to function in. And it seems like finally, after decades of people of faith being dismissed, that now non-people of faith like Abba and Preach, Jamari, who don't identify as Christians, that's their self-identification. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not demeaning them. I enjoy their content. But now folks are waking up like Joe Rogan and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. This idea that everyone's equal in every measurable metric is nonsensical, and this is how it plays out. Notice that there aren't any biologically born women breaking men's records in sports. Notice that those folks aren't going into mixed martial arts and knocking out biologically born males. And this is a deeper idea of just even the underneath surface of quote-unquote egalitarianism, that we're equal in every single way measurable. Is that true? Is that true? I'm not talking about equal in value. I'm not talking about fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm talking about, is that true? Well, if it was true, why don't women go front on the, fight on the front lines of war? Oh, because we're different. We're created different. 
We have immense value and we're equal as image bearers of God, but we have different roles and different functions. And what we're seeing here is a massive social experiment where we now get to flesh this out to its logical conclusion of say, okay, you think men and women are equal? Go ahead and try that out. Wisdom will be proven right by our children. Hopefully, prayerfully, people will keep waking up and going, wait a minute, this is off. This is off. Oh, you, you don't you you don't think that a man and a woman should create a child in a covenantal marriage relationship? Okay, let's let that logically play out and see where that takes us. Let's see what oh, uh, uh, no fault divorce laws take us. Right. Let's see how these things logically impact society. How does that logically impact the development of children? This is what happens when people allow themselves to be so open minded that their brains fall out. You stop objectively thinking about things. You start creating delusional statements like men and women are equally strong. No, they're not. No, they're not. A man who passes puberty has different muscle development, has has lived with 10x the testosterone level of the higher end of the spectrum of a woman, and even the requirements for them to do hormone therapy still, as I said earlier, keeps them at at least double that of the peak performance of the levels of a testosterone in a biologically born woman. So, here it is. This, these are the facts. You could you could dismiss them. You could argue them. You could say, "Well, no, that's wrong." That's making it. Well, this, this this it is what it is. And let's see how this keeps going and how this plays out. And again, if people want to do what they want to do, that's between them. The issue is when now this starts impacting public square. Is now you start wanting to legislate these sorts of things in schools so that children start becoming indoctrinated. What this ultimately is is this is the very things that folks. Uh, 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 who don't follow Jesus, hated about fundamentalism and radical Christianity and fundamentalism and dogma. It's the same idea just inverted on the other end of the spectrum, right? It's, it's unquestionable blind faith and blind allegiance to dogma that you are not allowed to question. In the church, you have a hard question. What, what, what do we say? Oh, just have faith. Now you have a hard question. What do they say? You're a bigot. Shut up. You're transphobic. Right? Isn't this just the same inverse? In the church, we are what? Uh, uh, born again. In this sphere, you have dead names. It just, it's just fundamentalism and the dogma, and it's just swapped out. And the uh, unfortunate part is that there's so little nuance and there's so little humility to acknowledge that, ah, the very things that we were hurt by from religious people were actually now weaponizing the same types of approaches and the same types of thinking. And now it's, impact, it's impacting not just our community, but people outside of our community. And now it's impacting these women who've trained their entire lives to not have the same opportunity. And in our quest for equality, we've killed some parts of equality isn't this ironic and isn't this the logical conclusion of some of these types of ideologies kingstream entertainment bruce lawn thank you so much for making it to the end of this video be sure to check the links in the description for some free resources including a free how to study the bible course and a free course i put together with my christian therapist over at mastermyhabits.com as well as some other free resources and check out these videos recommended from me to you all right Peace.